0: The Arabs were the first Muslims to invade India, but their conquests in India were confined to Sindh and Multan. It was left to the Turks to complete the work begun by the Arabs. The Turks, however, did not invade solely with the object of spreading Islam in India. They wanted to loot India as well. The Ghaznavids. The Samanid dynasty was one of the Persian families that had risen to power with the breakup of the Islamic Empire in the Middle East. From Bukhara, their capital in Central Asia, the Samanids controlled the surrounding land of Transoxiana, western Afghanistan, and Khorasan in Iran. The Samanids employed as warrior slaves a Turkish tribe called the Ghaznavids. Rising to power through merit, Turkish governors came to rule all the outlying provinces of the Seljuk Empire. Alptagin and Sabuktagin, the first rulers of Ghazni in Afghanistan, were the first Turks to invade India. But it was Mahmud who raided India as many as 17 times. Alptagin He was originally a slave and by dint of his ability and hard work, he rose to the position of the governor of Khorasan. By 962 AD, he became an independent ruler of both Khorasan and Ghazni. Sabuktagin Alptagin was succeeded by his slave and son-in-law Sabuktagin in 977. He was a military leader eager for conquests. The neighboring Hindu Shahi kingdom, which separated India from the territories, became his target. The Hindu Shahi king Jaipal ruled over a large kingdom in the northwest of India, extending over the Punjab and the frontier region. Twice, he was defeated by Sabuktagin and the frontier region came under Turkish rule. Sultan Mahmud of Ghazni Sabuktagin was succeeded by his son Mahmud, known in Indian history as Sultan Mahmud of Ghazni. He was declared as an independent sovereign from the Caliph of Baghdad. This increased his prestige in the Muslim world. He plundered India about 17 times. His aim was not to conquer or occupy India as it was not possible for him to control the Indian territories from Ghazni but to carry away its enormous wealth. He only annexed Multan and Punjab for the safety of his empire. Mahmud, the idol breaker. The whole country of India is full of gold and jewels and of the plants which grow there as those fit for making clothes and aromatic plants and sugarcane and the whole aspect of the country is pleasant and delightful. Now, since the inhabitants are chiefly infidels and idolaters by the order of God and his prophet, it is right for us to conquer them. Thus, according to contemporary historians, did Mahmud decide the fate of northern India between the year 1001 and his death in 1030. He turned his words into lethal action, making as many as 17 raids into the country. Expeditions of Mahmud of Ghazni. 1001 AD. He defeated Jaipal, king of Punjab, and captured Peshawar. 1006 AD. He conquered Multan from the Muslim ruler Abdul Fateh Daud. 1008 AD. He defeated Anandpal, the ruler of Punjab, and annexed Punjab. 1009 AD. He captured the fort of Nagarkot or Kangra and plundered the temples. 1018 AD. In his 12th expedition, he defeated the rulers of Mathura and Kannauj. He ransacked the two cities and destroyed all the beautiful temples. 1025 AD. His famous attack on the celebrated Hindu temple of Somnath, situated in the south of Kathiawar. The Saga of Somnath. Gathering his army, supplemented by 30,000 greedy volunteers from Central Asia, Mahmud set out from Ghazni on October 17, 1024. With the aid of 30,000 camels, he crossed the Thar Desert to arrive at the gates of Somnath in January of 1025. The Somnath Temple was located in the fort of a local ruler. The king's army, supported by Brahmins and worshippers, mounted a defence. The fighting raged for three days. When the battle was over, almost the entire defence force of 50,000 lay dead and Mahmud stood victorious before the shattered, jewel-crusted idol of Shiva. Mahmud's booty from the single invasion amounted to 20 million dinars, amounting to 1300 kg of gold. Besides this, he took back precious stones and works of art. As one historian wrote, So much booty, prisoners and wealth that the fingers of those who counted them would have been tired. Of the idol itself, two pieces were incorporated in the steps of a mosque and the rest sent to Makkah to be trodden underfoot as the part of the pavement. In contrast to his harsh treatment of northern Indian culture, where his destruction and looting of Hindu temples earned him the name idol-breaker, Mehmud was a fervent patron of art and learning in the grand Persian style. He transformed Ghazni from a collection of mud-brick dwellings into a glittering showcase of Persian culture. As Mehmud drained the Indian countryside of its wealth, Ghazni prospered. Markets, bridges, dams and mosques were built. His court attracted leading poets and writers from all over the Muslim world. Among them were the Persian poet Ferdosi and the historian, mathematician and astrologer Al-Buruni. Even though Mahmud justified his looting as ordered by his god and prophet, Mehmud was not a crusader of his faith, for no religion preaches greed and plunder. To Mahmud Ghazni, India was simply a vast treasure store whose guardians happened to be a Hindu. In fact, he even incorporated Hindus into his army and reserved a special quarter for them in Ghazni. If you want to know anything from any part of Indian history, please leave it in the comment box so that we can come back with it. If you have liked the video, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you.